Sarah Miller was a guest on the Mental Bloom podcast back in February, and I think her episode was so jam-packed with self-care tips and mindset shifts that I really wanted to bring that episode over here to I Get To podcast. I don't want anyone missing out on this great information. Let me know if you think we should bring Sarah back for more self-care talk and specifically what questions you'd like to have her answered from have answered from her. All right, Sarah is a self-care coach, a wife and mom. She is on a mission to help women reduce anxiety and overwhelm through a self-care lifestyle. Sarah is the host of the Self-Care Life podcast, where she shares honest stories, inspiration, and impactful tips and tricks to help you transition from feeling anxious and frustrated to tuning into your needs. They keep telling us to enjoy it while they're young, but our days are filled with chaos and stress and cooking and endless laundry piles. Where's the time to enjoy anything? Yeah, that's what I always thought too. There's so much I have to do. When do I find time for peace and joy and happiness when I barely have time to sleep? Mama, it's time for a shift. You can be a happy mom. Yeah, it's possible. If I can, you can. Trust me. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been to the bottom of the pits. And I've risen, I've grown, I've bloomed. And it all started when I realized I didn't have to anything. I get to. It is my privilege and my honor and my divine responsibility to be the queen of my home. It's not a burden. I'm not the janitor and the lunch lady. I'm in charge. I'm the ruler. I'm the chaos coordinator. I'm the calm in the storm. I don't have to anything. I get to, and so do you. So let's rise, mamas, adjust your crown, accept your responsibility, and change the effing world. It's all in the way you choose to see it. You're listening to I Get To, the podcast with Brittany Clarkson. That's me. Good morning, Sarah. Um, I'm so happy to have you here with me. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am Sarah Miller, and I am the host behind the Self-Care Lifestyle Podcast. I help women reduce anxiety and overwhelm with the power of effective self-care. I do that through my podcast, through courses, and free content on social media, all that good stuff. Um, So that's me. Great. So happy to have you. Let me ask maybe what for the overwhelmed mom, Mm -hmm. because I know that's who's listening to me, where would you say she should start in her self-care journey? That's a great question. So let me give you a little foundation. So my self-care journey was really something that started when my mental health went downhill. I had always been kind of an anxious kid, an anxious person. And then, but never really clicked that like, this is not normal. (laughs) Um, and then my freshman year of college, things just got bad and I was having a lot of panic attacks. I was struggling to function. I was struggling to want to go out and make friends. I became depressed because of the level of anxiety that I was feeling and how 
um, damaging. It had become to my life and to interacting with new people. I had always been decently okay at making friends in school, but it was just becoming too much. I ultimately ended up getting a generalized anxiety disorder diagnosis and going on meds, all that stuff, some counseling. And as I kind of got it a little bit more manageable, I started working through self-care. What could I do to not only manage it, but to really thrive? And what could I do to prevent this like, um, what's the word? This uptick, this, this episode, I guess, of just horrible anxiety. What could I prevent? What could I do to thrive? And it became this journey of self-care. It became trying new things. It became figuring out what I was feeling. I mean, I was 18 years old. I was still figuring out what was happening in life. Um, but it was a lot of self-exploration. And I think that's where everybody's self-care journey starts. So even the overwhelmed mom, that self-care journey starts with self-exploration. It starts with figuring out where you are, what is going on in your head? What are those thoughts that you're having? And how are you not taking care of yourself? What do you wish you had time for? It is then putting different kinds of self-care into practice. It's trying different things and it's being aware. It's being really, really aware of how you're feeling. Um, I think that's one of the key pieces is that self-awareness, that emotional awareness is something that you have to work on in your self-care journey in order for the self-care to really be effective. Because I'll say it, Again, (laughs) I've said it a million times, but meditation and Zen are really not for everybody. Some people want to jam out in their car or go for a run. Some people want to have alone time. Some people need time with friends. That's part of their self-care. Everybody's self-care needs are really different because we are all so, so different and unique. And our needs change throughout time too, which is something we can dive into more if you're interested in that. But um that's kind of where I would start that self-awareness, that emotional awareness, and just experimenting. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Your, your little origin story about freshman year of college. Like (laughs) I only went to university for, for one semester and almost all my memories of it are just laying in bed, like emailing my professors. I'm not coming to class today. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't leave my room. Yeah. Anxiety and depression were bad. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. You go away from family and your friends and, you know, I was four, four hours away from home and, you know, I, I brought my boyfriend with me (laughs) who's now my husband, but, um, it was still, you know, like my, my best friend was not there. I didn't. And I, I, I've made some great friends now that I'm still connected with, but it was still, I didn't thrive because I was so stuck in that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Our um, needs changing. Yeah. I mean, I think a part of that self-care journey, you know, you start to figure out what works for you. Right. And then it changes because life changes. So you have to continue that emotional awareness of how you're feeling after you finish an act of self-care, but also during, 
and, and before through all the phases, you need to yeah. be very aware of how you're feeling. And I think the most important piece is how you feel after the fact, but let's say for just a specific example, you know, um, my self-care as a college freshman looks a lot different than a mom to an eight, to me now as a, to a, as a mom to an 18 month old Ugh, words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my need, not necessarily, I mean, my needs have changed, but also the time I have the season of life that I'm in has changed. I don't have the free time of a college freshman who went to class and had like a, a part-time job where I worked on homework and it was fine. It was, you know, a really chill job versus a mom working a full-time job with an 18 month old and working on this, you know, business on the side as well. And being a wife and of course, COVID has thrown a whole wrench on things as well. And just the chaos, my son was home until this fall, he was home. And then he spent the summer with my, my mother-in-law. Thankfully she's a, she's a teacher's assistant. So she watched him most of the summer because she wasn't working, which was a huge help, but um, he spent the majority of like the first year of his life home while both me and my husband were working full-time um anyways tangent um so self-care looks really different in that in this season self-care looks like a lot less alone time you know I might have an hour or two in the evening or if that depending on the night um Mm -hmm. so as moms I think it's really important to set realistic expectations in how we adapt to our seasons of life with our self-care because a mom with a young child versus a mom with a teenager, the time that they have is a lot different. And I, I can't speak to being a mom with a teenager. I don't have any idea, but from my, from what I've heard, it's at least a little more, a little more time since you're less supervision, a little less supervision, you know, (laughs) not, not chasing them everywhere and trying to keep them from climbing things and tackling the dog (laughs) and whatever, but, um, it's just really different. And I think it's important to give yourself grace in those seasons in how you practice self-care. I also think it's important to be really attentive to how you can pull that self-care into your daily life, even when you have that limited time. I think self-care needs to be a part of your daily life in general. That's hence the self-care lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you have very limited time, sometimes that self-care has to be a part of those menial tasks. It has to be a part of the stuff you don't like so much. It has to be a part of a shift in mindset. So a really great example of this could be as simple as listening to a podcast while you wash dishes. It could be choosing to unplug your unplug from your phone during your family dinner and be more present in your life. There's so many different ways that you can take care of yourself and to like elevate what you're doing so that it feels like self-care. Um doing laundry, you could watch, watch, binge, binge your Gilmore girls or whatever you watch (laughs) during while you fold your laundry. Don't feel like you can't make self-care a part of your daily life 
just because you've got kids. I, I think mm-hmm. it's just important to recognize that you can integrate it. And it's important for your kids to see you taking care of yourself. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so if I can say two things without forgetting one of them, yeah. because <laughs> uh, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. The, uh, I recently started when I'm doing dishes because I don't enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a chores playlist that was all just like music that made me want to move. So I couldn't sit down when it was on. Yeah. Um, but I recently created a new playlist where there's songs that make me want to move, but they're also all songs that remind me of either my husband or my kids. So like, there's a lot of like love songs or like some of my kids' favorite songs, um, mm-hmm. like all star by smash mouth. <laughs> um, so that as I'm listening to that, all the words that are coming in while I feel like I have to move are reminding me of like, why am I the one washing dishes right now? Like, mm-hmm. why did I sign up for this? Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm here to support their lives when it comes to the housework. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a great option. And I'm curious. Um, it sounds like a lot of your self-care circles around your kids and your husband. And I would love to hear how you practice self-care in a way that is, do you feel like, why do you feel like you integrate your kids and your husband into your self-care a lot? Um, Is that something that you feel like is just limited time or a mindset shift or what do you think? Um, it's probably because I spend most of my time with all of them. Yeah. Like most of my life is spent with them. So most of everything I do involves them in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, I would hate to like start developing this whole mindset of like, I can't take care of myself unless I'm away from my kids. Yeah. Um, cause that for me at least would lead to like a lot of resentment towards them when I feel like I need self-care and I can't get away. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, um, a, lot I, of the things, a lot of the things I used to do for myself before I became a wife and mom are like just terrible, bad habits that I can't mm. keep. Um, like I was like addicted to shopping. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. need money for the family now. Um, right. <laughs> My husband would not be happy with me if I was just out spending money on a ton of crap all the time. Mm-hmm. And that would honestly like lead to more of a cycle of depression for me. Since yeah. I have like really gotten into more decluttering and like, we don't need the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not helpful self-care at all to go out and spend money on bringing more stuff in that I'm going to have to deal with later. Yeah. That's yeah. the stress that I'm paying money for. Yeah. For sure. I get that. I was just talking with another guest about um, self-care that isn't focused on consumerism, which I thought was really fascinating. She made a reel about it. Um, And it really hones in on that focus of like, okay, well, I I say another guest, I'm on your show. I'm getting confused. I'm sorry. A guest on my show, I was recently talking to a guest on my show about that, and she was discussing how um, there's this focus on consumers and, and like needing to buy things to practice self-care, and that's just not true. There are mm-hmm. so many ways to practice self-care that are not 
purchasing things. There are so many free ways to practice self-care. Um, and I think you're totally spot on in that decluttering realm of things that it can be so, I I've been working through that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, in decluttering my home because I find it to be so overwhelming to be surrounded by stuff, to be so like overstimulated by all the things. And it's that like spending money on things we don't actually need and all of that. Um, so with that, I'd love to talk. Do you want to talk through some like free self-care ideas, like what you practice and what I practice? Yeah, we could try. <laughs> we could think of them on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, right off the bat, there's like hot showers, taking walks, listening to a podcast. Um, it could be spending time with your kid. It could be snuggling a pet, snuggling a husband. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We can't forget that. Like, yeah. Snuggling your husband is self-care. Like, oh, we tend to think it's for him too often. Like I feel like that society that we think spending time and intimacy with the husband is like for the husband. Uh-huh. Like there's a whole like women withhold it to get what they want kind of thing. Yeah. You, know, you got married for both of you. Like that's time for you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's time that can be really hard to make time for because with kids. Um, yeah. but also yeah. just that mindset shift and that's Thank you for calling attention to that because that is something that I need to think through. Um, that's great. Yeah, I've gone back and forth struggling with that one. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Early mornings, those are free. Yep. Wake up when the world is still silent. Um, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, just thinking about an early morning, hot coffee, crisp air outside, step outside and give like breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. That is self-care. That is yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. I have to admit I'm terrible at getting up early. I am not a more, I'm not a natural morning person, which is really yeah. funny because in my full-time job, I'm considered the early bird. And I'm like, guys, this is not, this is not early. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh. Well, I have a husband that gets up at, you know, five o'clock and I'm over mm -hmm. here getting up at like seven and they're like that's so early I'm like it's it's okay but um yeah. you know perspective but um it's a struggle for me but I also find that when I do like get out of bed at seven and don't lay in bed for another hour and mm -hmm. I have like two hours to myself before my full-time job to get ready to sit down and sip my coffee and probably like work on some podcast stuff. I am such, I'm in so much of a better mood because I've gotten to like work on a passion project. That, that's another good one is working on a creative project or working on something that you're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. That might not necessarily always be free depending on like costs of whatever your hobby is, True. but it is something that I don't feel like is rooted in consumerism because it's not um, just buying to buy. It's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Buying supplies is very different from like, you know, 10 tops and the same in yeah. different colors. <laughs> you just keep buying things to be happy. Yeah. Like, no, I'm buying it so I can do something else that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. That's, it's, it's a different intention behind it. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, well, where can my listeners find more of you? Sure. So I actually put together a little freebie that I wanted to share with you guys, and it is called the Own Your Self Care Starter Kit. And it's all about figuring out like what kind of self-care works for you. There's worksheets to work through that process. I'll give you that link for the, the show notes. Um, and you can also find me Instagram at Sarah at Sarah Strives, S-A-R-A. Um, and then I'm occasionally on TikTok, trying to figure out TikTok <laughs> at the self-care lifestyle. Of course, my podcast, the self-care lifestyle, all over the place. Um, but definitely go grab that, that uh, starter kit. I think it's a really great taste of what I do and just how to get started with self-care. Um, so yeah, um, thank you so much for, for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening today. If you could do me a quick little favor and rate and review this podcast, that would mean so, so much to me. And also, if you could screenshot the episode you're listening to and share it on your social media so that other mamas can find the same episodes and learn the same things you've learned, that would mean so much to me, so much to the whole world. Thank you so much for making the world a better place.